Hey, hey, you are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. Uh, this is a weekly call that happens Tuesdays at 2 o'clock where we dive into God's Word together each week and amidst the busyness of our lives and our daily grind, take just a few minutes to slow down and redirect our focus on what really matters most, our God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If this is your first time on this call with us, let me just be the first to say we are so glad you're here. Whatever brought you here today, let me promise you, it is no accident. Um, I, I pray constantly that God will use these calls to put his message into the hands um, or the ears, if you will, of of those who he knows need to hear from him. And I'm always praying that it is God who speaks on these calls, that they are his words and not my own. Um, with that said, my name is Bevan Caramello. Today is March 7th, 2017. Last week, we kicked off a new series where um, we are going to be learning about the fruit of the Spirit, which is found in Galatians uh, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we are going to be taking those two verses and we're going to be breaking them down. And today we are going to focus on love. Okay, so to start us off, I think there are a couple of key things we need to know about the word love in the Bible in order to know exactly what we're talking about here when we talk about it as part of the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, so first of all, let's remember last week we learned that all of these qualities in us can only be obtained when we are walking in step with the Spirit, right? So in other words, we'll never love like God loves, unless he enables us to do it through his Holy Spirit in us. This isn't something you can strive for. You can't attain it on your own. Okay, second, when we see the word love in the Bible, we have to remember, especially here in the, in the New Testament, this is Paul writing in Galatians, and he, this was originally written in Greek. Okay, so we have to remember that in the Greek, the original language in which Paul wrote these verses, there are actually several different words for love, all of which in English just translate into the word love. Okay? But in Greek, these words all had totally different meanings. And so we need to know and understand their differences in order to know which one Paul is teaching us about in Galatians. Okay? So first, there is the Greek word eros, and I might be mispronouncing that because I'm, I'm not, um, I haven't studied Greek, <laughs> forgive me, but it's the Greek word eros, which is spelled E-R-O-S, okay? This is a selfish kind of love that in our language could actually be translated more like a longing or a desire for something, okay? So it's usually... Uh, used in a way that it's describing a sexual kind of love. Um, and this word is actually not found in our New Testament. But it was a word that um, the Greeks used to describe that part of love. So I just want you guys to be aware of it so that you know what we're not talking about. We're not talking about uh, about that, about a longing um, or a desire. 
Another word in the Greek that we translate into the word love in English is the word philos. It's spelled P-H-I-L-O-S. This is the love for a friend or a companion, okay? Also, not the type of love we're going to be talking about today. The word we are looking at in these verses in Galatians um, is the word agape, okay, agape, and that is spelled A-G-A-P-E. In the Greek, agape is, this is the love Paul is talking about. Agape is a caring, godly love, okay? This is the way God loves us and the way he's called us to love others, okay? And lucky for us, Paul spelled out for us in another place in Scripture exactly what an agape kind of love looks like. Okay, so turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. If you were already in Galatians, because that's kind of where we started, if you guys were thinking ahead that that's where we'd be today, you were right, that's where we started. Turn back just a few chapters to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. These verses might sound really familiar to you. They are, um, if you've read them before, they're also read oftentimes in a lot of weddings. So we are going to read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. It says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So, Every time we see the word love here, it's that word in the Greek that we're talking about today. It's the word agape. So through Paul, God is telling us several things here. One, he's telling us, God is telling us what his love for us looks like. Pretty amazing, right, when you look at it like that, if you read back through that for those verses. tells us what God's love for us looks like. Number two, he's also telling us how we can love others and how we should love others when he is present in us. Okay, and then right here, he, he also, he gives us exactly what love or agape, right, what it is. And just as importantly, exactly what it isn't. Fifteen characteristics here of agape. Okay, so let's break it down. Let's start with what love isn't. Okay, first, it doesn't envy. Okay, and then it goes on to say it doesn't boast. Agape is not proud. So it's humble and gentle, right? The opposite of pride. Number four, love is not rude. The word in Greek here used for our word rude actually means to behave in an ugly, indecent, or unbecoming manner. What this is is saying is that love is never crude or obscene. Okay? Number five, love is not self-seeking. Meaning the kind of love we're called to puts others ahead of ourselves. 
Number six, it's not easily angered. How many times does God show his great love for us, his grace and mercy for us, when we sin or, or when we disobey, and yet he's patient with us and forgiving with us and gentle with us? Psalm 145.8 actually tells us that God is slow to anger. <laughs> As his children, what a blessing, right? I'm sure my own kids <laughs> wish I was a little more slow to anger. Okay, number seven, love keeps no record of wrongs. In other words, agape doesn't keep score. Okay, so there's seven things that agape isn't. What does God tell us his love for us is? We've got eight things here, okay? It's patient. It's kind. It's truthful. It's honest, guys. God cannot lie. 1 John 4, 8 tells us God is love. Because in, right here we see it in 1 Corinthians in these verses. Love is honest. Okay, number 11 in our, our list of, of 15 things, or number 4, broke down in what love isn't and what love is. Agape kind of love protects. Okay, it's a protective kind of love. What else? It trusts. That's hard for us sometimes. Those of us who've been wounded, who've been burned, who've been taught over and over and over again by some of the people that we love the most in our lives that just can never be trusted. But God tells us his love for us. It's a trusting love. Okay, love hopes. This word right here basically means to expect the best, right? We should expect the best from the ones we love. We're hopeful. Okay, number 14. An agape kind of love always perseveres. I love this one because quite simply, an agape kind of love that just hangs in there, right? No matter what. And lastly, number 15, love never fails. You guys, this is the kind of love available to us and through us, only through Christ in us. Agape must come from the source. From, from God himself, right? God is love. We'll never love our spouse or our kids or our in-laws and definitely we'll never love that difficult coworker in our own strength or ability, at least not the way God's called us to love them. We have to call on God's spirit within us 
to help us show love even when the one in front of us feels unlovable. You know, remembering that God loved us first and still does even when we seem unlovable. Will you pray with me? Father God, I praise you for your great love, Lord. I praise you for your love that never fails. And Lord, we just, we confess that so often we don't even attempt to love others the way you've called us to love them. Lord, we confess that the only way to love as you've called us to love is through you. So, Lord, we just, we seek you now. We ask, Lord, that you would grow us, change us, and show us, Lord, ways to to love others the way that you've called us to. Lord, equip us through your Holy Spirit in us, to be the ones that you've called us to be. Lord, I thank you for this time together today. I pray that you would bless each person listening to this call. I pray that you would bring us all back together again next week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope this call has encouraged you and maybe even challenged you a little bit. Um, I want to real quickly, just some housekeeping here, remind all of you about our Weekly Skinny Facebook page. If you're not already a member of that, you can just search Weekly Skinny in Facebook and then add yourself there. All are welcome, so feel free to invite your teammates, your friends, your family, your customers. Uh, as I say, often this started out as a call uh, through Rodan and Fields, and now it's it's really grown to so much more than that. And so if you're connected to anyone in any way within Rodan and Fields, uh, God very well might bring you here. So, and I'm so glad that he does. So if you want to be a part of that Weekly Skinny Facebook page, just search it, search for it in Facebook, and then all of these calls are posted. The replays are posted there under the Files tab. So you can always get in there and, and hear any calls that you may have missed. I hope that I see you back here. We're actually, I'm glad, I'm glad I just thought of this. We are going to take a break next week. I'm going to be out of town. It's my kids' spring break, and we're going to be uh, traveling. So we will not meet next week. It's a great week to catch up on any calls that you might have missed. We will be back here the following week. And um, until then, I hope God blesses you and yours. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.